Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Lauren Arends has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Lauren. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, March 19th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from the countryside in Finland, I'm Patrick Beja. Oh, and I, Patrick. And uh, <laughs> I'm the show's producer, Roger Jane. We missed you, Patrick. We did. The, it took me a little moment to realize I was back. I, I thought I was just listening <laughs> to the show as I do every day. <laughs> That's fantastic. How are your travels? Ah, uh, they were uh, unlucky in the weather department, mm. but lucky in every other department. Oh, okay. And, That's uh, enjoy balance. So, that sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Sorry about the weather. Uh, we are going to talk about Google's new <laughs> game streaming product that they described. I'm going to fall <laughs> short of saying announced. They described in great detail Google Stadia a little later in the show. But let's start with a few tech things you should know. Xiaomi announced its Q4 profit tripled on an increase of revenue of 27%. The profit beat analysts' expectations. The revenue, however, did not. Xiaomi now ranks as the fourth largest phone vendor in Europe, and sales outside of China made up 40% of the company's revenue in its Q4. Smartphone sales made up 65.1% of Q4 revenue, and Xiaomi said that it plans to invest more than 10 billion won in AI over the next five years. Ah, uh, Xiaomi, it is unavoidable. Instagram announced in a blog post it's launching a beta shop shopping program with over 20 beauty and fashion brands. The test allows a user to tap on a view the product button, then check out on Instagram rather than getting bounced out to a commercial site, uh, to a commerce site. The feature will be rolled out over the course of the next few weeks to mobile users in the US and will feature products from Adidas. Adidas? How do you read this in Adidas, English? Adidas, yeah. Adidas. Adidas. Adidas uh, is, yeah, that's the European way to do it. But, yeah, Kylie Cosmetics and Nike, Nike, among others. Or Nike, if you <laughs> want to say it the European way. The French. 
Patreon announced it will launch new plans <laughs> with increased prices for creators on the platform starting in May. Anyone already using Patreon before the new plans go into effect will keep their existing plans at the existing price. Patreon is also going to simplify its processing fee structure, which currently varies based on what payment processors charge. So that might be a more for some, like me, might be less for others. Tom sat down. That's me, actually. I sat down with Jack Conti to discuss <laughs> why Patreon is doing this. And you can find that interview in your feed or at dailytechnewsshow.com. Unionization sweeping the tech world. Well, at least it's getting started too. Hot on the heels of Gimlet Media organizing within Spotify. Now Kickstarter staff announced plans to unionize as Kickstarter United in cooperation with the Office and Professional Employees International Union or OPEIU, Local 153. Kickstarter is a public benefit corporation, meaning it is, quote, obligated to consider not only the impact of decisions on society, not just for shareholders. Yeah, uh, Public Benefit Corporation has uh, some different meanings here in the United States. So they're obligated to consider the decisions that how the decisions impact the general world, not not just uh, obligated to increase shareholder value. So they have to approach unions differently. I also talked to a friend of mine who's a union organizer, uh, and he says, because uh, I was like, why the Office and Professional Employees International Union? Uh, and, and, you know, he he has told me this before. He's like, Almost any union could organize these guys because there's just no union presence in the technology world yet. So, so any anyone could provide some sort of help and guidance on this, and it's pretty interesting. All right, let's talk a little bit more about another Apple hardware announcement. There's, this is a trend, Patrick. It's incredible. There might even be another one tomorrow. Apple updated <laughs> its Mac line with 8th gen and 9th gen Intel processors. Radeon Pro Vega graphics options are also available across the iMac lineup, as well as up to 64 gigabytes of RAM and 2 terabytes SSD storage. Pricing before upgrades remains unchanged. Un- upgrades, though, aren't cheap. Added, uh, adding a Radeon Pro Vega 64X costs $700. The 256 gigabytes RAM memory option costs an extra 5,200 American. Worth every penny. No, Mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. That's so Who doesn't need 256 gigabytes of RAM on that? Oh, well, Well, somebody unscrew the back of the thing and put it in myself, and I will not spend $5,200. I guarantee (laughs) you. But um, I was also disappointed that um, we didn't get a price drop on the the mm. iMac line, which I have been researching extensively as of late because I'm kind of putting together my new studio. So that was kind of disappointing. That aside, um, it's uh, it's interesting to me that uh, ahead of next week's announcement, Apple is like, all right, we got new iPads, we got new iMacs. Let's just get all that stuff out of the way because they're probably going to to touch on all of this and you know be like, woo, you know, good stuff for the for for the folks. But but they they want to get the the fanfare out of the way before their announcement next week, which leads me to believe that they feel like they have a pretty packed keynote otherwise. Yeah. Well, this is going to, this is their pivot to services. Next Monday's announcement is going to be about TV and news and they don't want to clutter it up with other stuff. So it is interesting to see them announce this all in advance. And also our intern Amos pointed out that you have the Adobe summit right after uh, Monday, Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, So it may be getting these product announcements uh, in time to be showed off at at the Adobe summit uh, using some Adobe software too. 
Moving on to Microsoft. Microsoft Teams has been out for about two years now and is used by 500,000 organizations. The company announced eight new features. Starting today, Microsoft Whiteboard lets team members work on an infinite canvas and even lets you add content from a physical whiteboard. Comes in handy. Data loss prevention is now generally available. Scans to stop sensitive information from being unintentionally shared. And live events lets anyone create video and interactive discussions across Teams, Stream, or Yammer for up to 10,000 people. Coming soon are live captions and restrictions on who can communicate with whom. And later this year, teams will get customized backgrounds, the ability to capture off of analog whiteboards, and secure private channels as well. Yeah, I I think this demonstrates to me mostly the fact that Microsoft has a built-in advantage uh, with Office 365, with Microsoft 365. When you're in the enterprise workplace, uh, if Teams just comes with the software that you're subscribing to as an enterprise, you're more likely to use it than go out and pay Slack extra money for that, on top of the fact that Teams is a useful product. I think that's definitely true, but we also tend to discount the power and the use cases people get out of Microsoft's business enterprise solutions. You know, things like Active Directory is an invaluable Mm. tool and it integrates in uh, all of their services. And we tend to look at Microsoft and think, oh, you know, they're the guys that have the advantage. And of course, everyone would be using Slack if if they didn't have to pay for Office 365, which for some people might be the case. But think of how much Slack has changed and improved over the last couple of years. And now think of uh, Microsoft Teams and all of the actual usable tools they're adding on top of the fact that they are um, integrated with the rest of the ecosystem. Um, I really think that from a, a lot of people who look at this from the outside are either freelancers or journalists or et cetera, and don't realize how uh, efficient and well put together the Microsoft enterprise uh, suits of products are. Yep. No, it's a great point. Uh, NVIDIA announced the Jetson Nano, its latest in the line of Jetson boards. Uh, Jetson boards are embedded computing boards, often meant for things like robots. Uh, The onboard AI in the Jetson Nano can do object recognition and autonomous navigation, along with a few other things, without needing a connection to the cloud. So that makes it faster, makes it more secure, also means it qualifies for the buzzword edge computing. If you have that on your buzzword (laughs) bingo card, please mark it off now. Uh, It supports TensorFlow, PyTorch, Cafe, Keras, and MXNet. A developer kit version is probably what most people in our audience would be interested in. Uh, that costs you 99 bucks. But if you are a small manufacturer and you've developed a product around this board, uh, you can get a production-ready unit for commercial manufacture at 129 bucks a pop with a minimum order of 1,000 of them. So you have to order 1,000 of these modules, but uh, they'll come production-ready. You don't have to configure each one yourself. For DIY folks, there's also an open-source autonomous robot kit called JetBot that includes the nano board as well as a robot chassis, a battery pack and motors all for 250 bucks. So this is definitely for for people interested in robotics either as a hobby or as a small-time business or maybe even a medium-term business. So this is definitely I mean I I understand it's not a new line uh, product line but it's uh, Nvidia definitely desperately trying to diversify from gpus right i don't know and how this is a business is. to business i mean nvidia uh you you make it sound like nvidia's got one last chance and it's now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. robots are okay 
that might be a little <laughs> bit overstating it, but I mean, they, they've been trying, they've been doing uh, uh, different types of specialized uh, GPUs or even, you know, systems yeah, on yeah. chips for a few years now. Um, and it, I, I might be wrong, but it doesn't seem like any of them has caught fire. They did things for autonomous ve- vehicles and a few other things. Um, I, I, I don't know that I associate NVIDIA with anything other than GPUs still, but that might be my, my yeah, gamer Yeah, I, I don't know that you would, and I don't know that NVIDIA needs you to. Uh, the, the nano boards, uh, the Jetson boards seem seem to be popular within this this area and and i don't expect that if you're not involved in in robotics that that you would know about them uh that said i think you're you hitting on a great point which is that nvidia is trying to diversify its offerings through autonomous cars uh through data centers uh you know their big business is still selling you a graphics card though and uh mm. uh and 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 that's not going to change but this is an example that hey nvidia is doing more than just graphics cards Indeed. In another example that VR is for business, HP launched the Reverb Virtual Reality Headset Professional Edition aimed at engineering, architecture, education, and entertainment. Entertainment being amusement parks, style rides, and such. The Reverb has a resolution of 2,160 pixels times 201,060 pixels per eye at 90 hertz refresh rate and 114 degree field of view. It comes with pre-installed Bluetooth controller that pairs with the headset, not with the PC. The headset's face rests, uh, uh, face rest uses a wipe clean pleather like material. Is it supposed to be pleather or is it yep. leather? I, I, yep. If it's pleather like, isn't it just I, pleather? Yeah, I think I, I get what you're saying. Like, okay. Pleather uh, <laughs> is like not an actual thing. Is it it's faux pleather? I thought pleather was already. <laughs> faux pleather. <laughs> the, the, uh, the reverb arrives uh, late April for 649 bucks. A consumer version will cost 599 bucks. Yeah, so th- this really is just another brick in that wall we've been telling you about that uh, VR for business. Uh, not, not that it's not for gaming, uh, but the successful place that companies are targeting when they come out with their new headsets is business. And if you're doing architecture, uh, or engineering design, that 2160 by 2160 per eye resolution is important, uh, because the finer the detail you can see, the better in those kinds of situations. Yeah. Even though there is a consumer version available for $50 less, this definitely seems like an enterprise product to me based on the price and 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 what it's good for well i mean the the consumer uh vr headsets are around those prices for the some of the versions so it could be uh used in that way as well but definitely uh consumer uses for vr are mostly games and even that can be iffy sometimes um so consumer hasn't taken consumer vr hasn't really taken off outside of games so yeah in that case it's probably for professional uses um Pleather is generally made from polyurethane, so I guess if it's pleather-like, it feels like pleather, but it might not be made from polyurethane. That's the best I can come up with. Maybe. Maybe it's made of leather. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was. <laughs> pleather-like. Turns out it's actually just leather. <laughs> well, I've got some good news for people who hate autoplay videos. Mozilla released version 66 of the Firefox browser, which mutes autoplay audio and video alike, although you can whitelist sites that you want to autoplay and 
say that it's okay if they do. Firefox is also introducing scroll anchoring that keeps your place on a website from jumping around when slow loading ads tend to pop up. And then all of a sudden you're like, where am I? That happens to me all the time. So I'm very into this. There's also the ability to search within multiple tabs. There's better search in private browsing mode. There's improved and clear security warnings and web authentication support for Windows Hello. And I think I might go back to Firefox at this point because Mozilla has been on a tear. Yeah. Uh, Firefox is getting better and better. Uh, lately. Yeah. Uh, not, not that it was ever bad, but they, the no, features they've been adding not. have been really compelling. Uh, yeah. And they, the send file f- uh, system that they, they launched the other day, which isn't even browser dependent, uh, is pretty great. But yeah, that just that thing about scroll anchoring. I mean, autoplay bugs me a little bit, so that's cool. But man, uh, scroll anchoring, uh, not S-K-R-U-L-L, but S-C-R-O-L-L. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and if, if you if you say, well, that never happens to me, well, s- s- I salute you because it happens to me. A hundred times a day. Um, and it's probably because I have so many tabs open because we read a lot of news articles. But man, Venture Beat, got a bone to pick with you. It always gets me when I'm trying to click on <laughs> something and it, it looks fine as my and as my finger is descending towards my phone, it finally jumps and then I hit the ad. Like that's could, right. Mm-hmm. Tinfoil hat on, it feels like they're doing it on purpose. So anyway, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, let's talk about Google Stadia. Uh, Google at Game Developers Conference announced that their streaming service will be called Google Stadia. It'll run on pretty much everything, PCs, phones, Chromecast, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, there will be select PC games available. They didn't tell us which ones. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, you can use the device controls on your laptop, on your phone, or you can get an external controller, and Google's going to make one of those. Uh, YouTube will have a Play Now button that'll allow you to launch a game right from a YouTube. So if you're watching a creator play, you can tap that button and start playing yourself. There'll even be some features uh, to let you join the game that that particular creator is playing if if it's something like a Fortnite situation potentially uh there's also simultaneous 4k 60 frame per second streams so you can get a 4k 60 frame per second stream but you can also send a separate one so it doesn't impact your your gameplay to youtube to stream or save the game that you're playing. So there's a lot of stuff around creators here. They also say they're working on 8k 120 frame per second support. And they targeted developers a lot. Unity, Unreal, uh, middleware like Havoc uh, are all going to be compatible with this system. And uh, there's good. they promise full cross-platform play. In other words, if the other platforms cooperate, they'll, they'll cooperate with them. Uh, and Stadia games uh, are going to be created in-house. Uh, if you're wondering why Jade Raymond joined Google, it's because she's going to be in charge of Stadia games and entertainment, the in-house studio. All right. That's that's the, the the key announcements that we got here, Patrick. I, and I, I know I skimped on this. Uh, you were paying close attention to this announcement. What did you think? Um, so so many things, Tom. So many things. But I think the first thing to to set straight with everyone listening is I'm sure a lot of people still don't believe that game streaming can work because latency is so important. Of course, you need the the a decent connection, a, a pretty good connection. But if you do have one, 
it does work. Let me uh, uh, dispel the notion that it doesn't or that it won't work for gamers. For 99% of the cases, it works and it works almost in this, in, indistinguishably from a, a local game. Uh, and you're, again, you're saying if you that about right- other services and we, 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 it would be weird if Google suddenly just didn't do it as well as the services you've tried. Exactly, yes, uh, especially since uh, server location is so important and expertise, of course, and they made a big deal out of the, the fact that they have a ton of servers everywhere. So that's the first thing. It works, might not work for everyone, but when you're, you're in the right conditions, and many people are, it does work. So that's the, the, the most important aspect. Um, the other thing that I noted, it almost goes beyond the idea that game streaming works because we've been familiarizing with that idea for a long time and goes into how... How is Google uh, making it a Google type service by taking advantage of the fact that it's now um, possible to play around with it uh, like they have with so many other products like maps and email and so many other things? And they're doing some interesting things like um, the fact that you can uh, uh, stream everything to to the the user including maybe uh images from teammates there's uh things to be done there like the the they uh, call it a split screen multiplayer which can be pushed way further than actual screen split screen multiplayer we've had in games before um there's a thing they call state share which shares a state of the game, which means the state of the world you're playing in, the player's position, the inventory, through a URL, uh, which is an interesting idea. There's things like uh, you can be watching a video on YouTube and you click a button that says play now and within five to ten seconds, you are playing the game you were watching being reviewed on YouTube. So... They are uh, uh, creating a platform which is essentially what I've been talking about with what's happening with Microsoft, a virtual console, a platform that exists everywhere. But they're putting their uh, uh, specific spin on it and and taking um, taking advantage of the fact that it's now a virtual platform in interesting ways. Yeah, they have a custom GPU from AMD uh, that that they're using for this. Uh, they talked a lot about the the data center power, which is no surprise. I mean, Google of is course. one of the greatest uh, cloud providers of services worldwide. Uh, it's no shock that they have some cloud power to draw on. So Microsoft wants to do this with Azure. Uh, Amazon may be wanting to do it, it looks like, with AWS. Why wouldn't Google do it with their own in-house expertise? So I have no doubt that this is going to work. Uh, Patrick and and there's some really interesting things you can do. They they seem to be really encouraging like developers develop your game for Stadia. It's not just going to be we'll take a PC game and stream it to people. We want to want to run games directly on our platform, which is an interesting uh, take on this. It also seems to illuminate to me the fact that earlier I called this a description, not an announcement, because they said it would launch <laughs> this year. They didn't say uh, anything about what games would launch, and they didn't tell us how they would charge for it. Yeah, I think you're being a little bit unfair. Uh, it is still an announcement, but I get your point. Uh, they, they are, I think for those services, we have seen streaming services before, and the reason they failed wasn't necessarily the technical aspect, which Google and others have, have perfected now after 10 years of uh, uh, that technology existing, 
but it was more the commercial offering that was problematic. And we have no idea about what, what they're doing there. Uh, we know that it's a new platform. As you said, they can't really, you need to work. The developers are going to need to do some work to port the, their games to that new platform. It's, easier than to port on in other cases but they still need to do it it's not running pc games um so that is important but we also don't know are we just gonna have uh, games to buy like we do on any other platform is there going to be a subscription service which has been in the air for for a while in in the gaming industry as in many other industries um and they kind of hinted at the fact that anywhere you are, you can click a button and you are on the store and buy the game and start playing it, which would seem you can, at the very least, buy some games. But if that's the case, you get into the issue of um, the chicken and egg. How many games do you have and how expensive are they? And and the the one thing I would say, there is no barrier to entry. So even if you do need to buy the games, um, it's not like we, we are stuck in that traditional idea of you need the hardware in order to get the game. And this is why getting a lot of games on your platform to get people to buy the hardware is important. Um, and you develop your kind of old garden that way. In this case... You don't need to buy the hardware. So it doesn't necessarily even matter that you have a lot of games or not. If you're interested in that game, you buy it and anything can play it. So you don't need to buy a PlayStation or a beefy, a beefy PC or anything. Um, so they definitely have a lot of advantages, but it still wouldn't hurt to know exactly what's happening and who is going to, you know, how, what are the benefits the developers are going to get? How much they're, uh, how much of a take they're going to, uh, uh, take from, from the, retail price etc cetera, etc cetera. well and we don't I, know I, I want to go back to that point about you know you you said well you'll have to port your game i that could be a big barrier uh we think about these game streaming services a lot of times as the the streaming service just needs to license it they're just going to run it like shadow just runs it on a pc they don't need to port it they don't need to do anything they're just running it off a pc that could have been what google did that's not what they're doing uh they're doing something more interesting which which is why they're required to create an in-house studio i think to create some some compelling games to make people come to this platform because i don't think they're going to have every game because the games have to run on stadia they don't just run on a pc uh and and they had you know i id there talking about doom so they they're going to have some more partners on board i'm sure i think it's one of the reasons we didn't get a lot of details on how the service works is because they're waiting to sign up more developers i assume google io where they said they would have more details about this might have some announcements about that maybe give us some more details about how this subscription is going to work but just when you were describing it now it started to sound to me like youtube before youtube the idea that anyone would just host whatever video you want for free kind of sounded ridiculous because that's costly but what did Google do? They said, or what, what did YouTube do? And then Google do when they bought YouTube, they said, we can monetize that through ads. Uh, so it will be worth it for us to provide this for free. Maybe that's what they're going to do here. And just say like could- developers may pay for access. Uh, otherwise, it'll be like a YouTube for playing games where we'll have some advertisements mm. run and monetize it that way. I think it would be more difficult for games. They're usually a more expensive, you know, a game costs 50 to $60, uh, a full price game. Um, so that's, I think it would be a little bit more difficult. Although you play a game a lot longer than you watch a video. So possibly, uh, that being said, to get back to the idea that, uh, 
game uh, developers are going to have to port their games to this service. The reason you're hesitant usually um, to port your game on a service and that chicken and egg issue is that you have a restricted user base when a, f- a new uh, platform launches. Uh, if you are developing a game on Switch, then you need to s- to know the install base of Switch users because if it's only a couple of million, maybe it's not worth it. In this case, the the destruction of the friction for users means that you don't even really need to count the user base of uh, uh, um, Stadia. It's just everyone who has a PC and who might be interested, of course, in this service, a PC or a TV or Chromecast or et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think the dynamic there is a little bit different than what we're used to. And it's going to take some time to adjust our way of looking at this and of thinking about Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Because it, it changes the, the paradigm in a sense. Well, we, uh, there's lots to think about. Thoughts keep occurring to me just as we talk, including the idea of like, well, what if there's a premium service that gives you early access to games, uh, but there's a free service when you're logged into Google that gives you some access because you want that frictionlessness and they can gather data for it. So uh, I don't know. We, we got we to keep. We got to keep thinking, Patrick, uh, until they finally <laughs> tell us uh, either at Google I.O. or maybe later. I don't know. Well, thanks, everybody who participates in our subreddit. And if you see anything about Stadia or anything that Google is doing, <laughs> throw it in the subreddit, vote it up or down. We might talk about it on a future show. Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Thanks to everybody who participates in our show in your way, whatever way you choose. And also thanks to Patrick Beja for being with us today. Patrick, we missed you. What have you been up to? 
Thank you. Uh, I've been, well, you know, working, doing shows as always, including a show called Pixels, where we talk about games uh, every couple of weeks. If you are, enjoy gaming and uh, you were kind of uh, wanting, left wanting for more discussions about uh, Stadia and, of course, other things, the games that are coming out, go check out Pixels on your podcasting app right now and you will get uh, the more you are craving. Excellent. Thank you, folks. Uh, and thank you for supporting us at patreon.com slash DTNS. Our goal each month is to get one more patron than last month. Uh, so we need your help with that. We're 11 days away from the end of the month, and we are seven people short of last month. Uh, last month, we were able to get more than one person. So if you're in the audience and you enjoy what we do and you value what we do, uh, become a DTNS member. Get an ad-free RSS feed that you can put in any podcast app, uh, special episodes from myself and Sarah, uh, columns from Roger. It's all available if you sign up right now at patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Keep that feedback coming. We love to see it. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more and tell a friend, perhaps the next patron at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Scott Johnson. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.